Hey there, fam. How are you today? <laughs> it's a uh, chilly Saturday morning here. And I'm... You're using that word liberally. What? It's 11.59. It's still technically morning. It's still technically morning, Mandy. For like 30 more seconds and I'm going to watch you my... I'm going to use it. God. Anyway. Hi there, fam. How are you? It's 28 degrees this morning for 10 more seconds. I assume. Mandy bullied me into doing this podcast this morning. I bullied you into it. Okay, mom. I know. Good afternoon. Ugh. Did you see that thing that I tagged you in on Facebook? God, that was this like, is like it was it was a um, TikTok. Oh wait, you commented. That's right. Yeah. The the guys, welcome to having a little sister. Seriously, <laughs> if you ever wondered what it was like to have a fucking little sister, welcome. That sentence right there. <laughs> no, there was a TikTok that I found that was like perfect for us because it's like it's what's her name? Call me Chris. Call me Chris. Yeah, I love her. Um, she does these videos of like perspectives as like the oldest child, the middle child, and the youngest child. And she does a ton of characters. And she does have a lot of I characters. identify with uh with the the Russian one. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Janet I knew exactly no, which way Jan- you were going. I identify with Janet. She's the surly, sarcastic <laughs> one that's be- best friends and possibly lovers with the ra- alcoholic Russian. <laughs> I I like that. I like her too. <laughs> But basically, the youngest, or like each of the kids had to go to the mom and ask for pictures of them when they were younger for like a school project or something. Mm. And the oldest kid, the mom's like, oh, I've been waiting for this moment. Just breaks out all these albums. <laughs> and then the second kid, they're like, oh, yeah, there's a box in the attic uh, put under a chair, I think. And then for the youngest, she was like, uh, there's one on the fridge. She's like, the family photo? Yeah, that one. That's from last year. Like, and that's what I got. Take it or leave it. Basically, I did not exist as a as a child. No, you did. You just you and know I looked surprised in every picture. You you existed for like the first year of your life. That's when you know until the they're all fun and new. Yeah, I was gonna say until the excitement of you wore off, <laughs> then we were all tired of you. Mm-hmm. And in every single picture, you just kind of looked like a shell shocked potato. <laughs> <laughs> it's not inaccurate. <laughs> were you just? Kind of laid what there was up with that. Like you kind of laid there with the uh, the eye thing. Look, I would your... always have my eyes like wide open, rolled back in your head like you were about to, like you had just seen something shocking, absolutely horrifying. <laughs> You're like, fuck! I didn't ask for this. <laughs> this reality is terrible. Speaking of terrible reality, was that a good one? That was good. Jesus, Jenny. Was that a good one? No, no, no. Well, it's not a terrible reality. It's a boring one. I don't have an update yet for my neck ball. <laughs> you know, because I had the neck. Anyway. I had a knee ball. Now I have a neck ball. You can hear your cat snoring from across the room. He's asthmatic. <laughs> um, I went to the dermatologist. because I was like, oh yeah, it'll be just like Dr. Pimple Popper. So I'll just go see a dermatologist. They're like, yeah, it's a little too close to your lymph nodes. We're not going to operate here. Fun. Hmm. 
Hey, I called it on the location. You did, right? And he's he. So this guy, he comes like I don't even know the doctor. I just picked a doctor that mm-hmm. I could get into. He comes in, literally grabs me by the neck ball. <laughs> like you know how you see her on the um mm-hmm. the thing, and she's like grabbing whatever the thing is and like wiggling around and shit. He's like, huh, that's interesting. I'm like, interesting's not good in your your profession. He's like, no, it's not necessarily bad. It's just interesting. I'm like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't like that. And he's like, well, nope. I usually can uh, figure out if it's a cyst or a lipoma or, you know, all of these other terms that I hear on TV all the time. Um, and he's like, I can usually tell based on the squishiness and the, the movement. And he's like, yeah, but it's... um. It could be a lymph node. It could be a, could be, could be anything. And of course, that line from like, "Look who's talking." Could be peaches. Could be lunch meat. <laughs> Runs through my head, and uh, I'm like, I'm like, well, so what does that mean? Um, because he didn't get the reference when I said "could be peaches." Could be oh lunch my God, meat. Wait, you said it. Yeah. Oh. No maybe. one gets my humor. You would have gotten it. I would have, but like, I can't believe you said that in the doctor's appointment. I was nervous. What am I gonna do? I deflect with humor. It's a defense mechanism. Well, according to our doctor, my mental health is obviously great because I can laugh about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's like, yeah, I'm gonna send you to a cosmetic surgeon because he's a little more adept at dealing with things so close to the jugular. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which honestly, I was. I'm I'm okay with this because when I went into this doctor's office, they had like their tray of surgical equipment just sitting there when I walked in. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I'm I'm not I'm fine with, but it wasn't like. Maybe I'm just judgy. Mm-hmm. But it. I mean, I know I am. Mm-hmm. But it was sitting there, on the table, like on a little rolling tray. And I feel like it shouldn't have just been sitting there. Like, I could have just, like, fondled it. Like, one of the little jars was, like, kind of askew and knocked over. Like, someone had knocked it over and no one just bothered to pick it up. Like, I could have messed around with it. No one knows. I've had doctors leave stuff in the rooms. Yeah, and that's fine. And I do, too. But, like, I would have at least, like, maybe it's the retail, former retail Mm -hmm. worker in me. I would have front-faced it, you know? Mm -hmm. They don't care that much. I care. They don't. Appearances. So, anyway, I have to go see a cosmetic surgeon now to um, deal with my neck ball apparatus. Jesus Christ. As long as I get to fuck with you beforehand. Uh, it's actually, I'm not going to be, it's not like that kind of surgery. Um, just disappointing. It's the 30th, and I'm just going to be going in for a local, like, the, I was like, so can you just tell me briefly what he's going to do? Like, is it outpatient? He's like, yeah, all you're going to do is you're just going to walk in like you would have here. Where they're going to sit you on the table. They'll sh- shoot your neck with lidocaine. And they'll do it right there. I'm like, oh. No, thank you. Should I just pop my own Xanax then? Or- <laughs> yeah, right. You expect me to be okay with this news? I was like, so you're just going to slit. He's like, you'll get a couple stitches. You'll be fine. So I was like, so should I just self-medicate? Or... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so for the three minutes I was in the office talking to him, I paid my fifty dollar copay and left. Jesus Christ, dude. 
thank you, American healthcare system. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I fucking hate. For a specialist, it's a fifty dollar uh, copay. Damn, that's pretty bad. Mine's ten. Hate it. Mine's ten for everything but the ER, which is twenty. Oh, if I go to the ER, it's two hundred. But hey, if I get admitted, that two hundred is deducted from mm-hmm. my balance. Thank God. Thank God for that. Yay, America. So, uh, you know, they'll cut cut out whatever's in my neck, send it off to the uh, to the lab. So I was like, so is it something I should worry about? He's like, well, we really won't know until we get under a microscope. I was like, cool, thanks. You're not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I mean, it's not, not bad news, but it's not, I mean, I wouldn't, it's not. I can't tell you it's good news either. <laughs> I was like, well, <sighs> thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's a good bedside manner. Mm-hmm. But thanks for that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I could be dying or I could just have another knee ball in my neck. So I said you should go get blood work done. Yeah, I don't want to pay for more copays. You pay, you know, why would you have to pay a copay for the blood work? I mean, I have to get my physical eventually. Mm-hmm. But I also just don't want to get my physical right now. So get blood work. I have to get. Why would I? I, would be, I still have to pay for blood work unless I'm getting a physical. It's not like routine maintenance. Could be. Finagle it. I'd like to finagle. Hey, you're a cosmetic surgeon. There's some things I'd like you to cosmetically surgeon, please. <laughs> Surgically cosmetic, please. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, handle a couple of things while you're in there. Mm-hmm. Just for good measure. Anyway. So we'll find that out. Not that I have to wait a whole month and think about it for that whole month. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Haven't told mom either. Find out from listening. Right now. <laughs> no, I've been too busy taking her to all of her appointments and shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Alright, well. You want to do the... Oh, um, thing? I will tell you. I did have one highlight of the week. Oh, yeah. Um... So, I know you're all about celebrity TikTok. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I really wasn't um, all about your, uh, you know, triumph of TikTok fame when you said, oh, Rosie O'Donnell liked my TikTok comment. So did Jason Mraz. Ooh. But I was like. Hey, I have loved him since 2005. Leave me alone. How long? All right. I know. All right. They don't know, though. So guess what? Jenny's going to one-up me. Uh-huh. As usual. Uh-huh. Here we go. Drum roll. Who did Jenny love more than anything as teenage Jenny? Like what, what, As a collective? No, what band? Insane. Insane. Or Hanson. Mm. Hanson got a little off the rails. So, a little? Yeah. A little. So we ain't going to go down that <laughs> route. But 
NSYNC is still pure and wholesome and delicious besides yeah. Ju- besides Justin. Yeah. The rest of them are little angels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who is the <laughs> king of TikTok right now? But Lance Bass. But Lance Bass himself. <laughs> and he posted a TikTok saying, tell me you're an NSYNC fan without telling me you're an NSYNC fan. And I knew it was my time to shine. <laughs> So I had to comment, tagging you, naturally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you were there for this exquisite moment of my teenage drama <laughs> of when, in our childhood room, I had my lo- walls lined with posters of NSYNC from the Teen Beat magazines from the supermarket. Excuse me, and J14. Oh, yeah, J14 and Tiger, Tiger Beat. Beat. <laughs> <laughs> All of those, those like teen centerfold magazines <laughs> that's uncomfortable it is uncomfortable <laughs> hey i see why she did it <laughs> they were just they were they were literally just boy band posters like <laughs> sup they can't see you point <laughs> sup girl you know i'm teen beat po- i'm teen posing right now like boy band posing 90s boy band posing. yeah you can't tell but i am yeah um <laughs> It was just posters of that. Mm-hmm. But we got a fight, me and mom, once. We did. Oh, really? I know. Shocking. <laughs> and Never would have seen that coming. No. And what parent naturally would get in a fight with their child and their response would be to rip the posters of her teenage daughter <laughs> off the wall. And said child would naturally dramatically fall to her knees crying <laughs> screaming god teenage jenny was a whole mood <laughs> screaming at the sky the clouds no! gather it's Clyde Mathers and Body Jade oh my god <laughs> but that's what happened and so I commented this on Lance's TikTok and it I, now you get it. I'm I'm breathless. He he liked my comment. Now you get it. <laughs> and my heart was a flutter. <laughs> a flutter, I tell you. Like everyone's favorite gay uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I get it. I commented on there too. I was like, the fact that we saw the United We Stand concert and dealt with all of the other artists just so we could see NSYNC. Where were we? We were like behind a pillar, weren't we? No, it was next to the... They built like a light tower thing. And while Mariah Carey's house was being erected on stage, (laughs) there was... It's a glorious (laughs) erection. There was a light right in our face the whole time. Is that not the first time we've said that on this podcast? I feel like it... it, I feel like we've had this conversation about... I don't know about Kate and Leopold before. Yeah. About Kate and Leopold, definitely. I don't know about... Mariah Carey. I feel like she not about up. not about Mariah Carey. I'm but still salty about that. I, I still don't like her because of that. Concert. Me too. <laughs> like no, you diva. You. I still it. get so. I still. I'm really happy that I got to see Michael Jackson perform. Yeah. But I do get salty that I've. I. It was like what, like an hour and a half. We waited. We were so late, and we were so we were so little. Why did we go to that concert alone? Right. We were so little. It took Metro. That would be home at three a.m. And I was like, I was thirteen. Mandy, we were so little. There was no reason for us to be no. out on Metro alone. I was, I was sixteen <sighs> and thirteen. <laughs> we were pretty much gonna die. Who else then, was at like, that concert? I know in Sync, Mariah, Mariah Carey, 
Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Um, wasn't like 98 Degrees? No. <sighs> Hold on, I'm looking it up because I cannot remember. Um, I feel like someone really... There are other really big names oh, yeah. there. Britney oh, yeah, Spears was there, wasn't she? Concert. I don't know. Let's see. Was it Britney or Pink? One of the. T- I know I we've seen. Pink. I know we've seen Pink at an Insane concert. Which, by the way, apparently Colin and Lauren were at that same concert too. Um, performers ranged from music icons including Mariah Carey, James Brown, Al Green, Carol King. Is this the same one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rod Stewart, Bette Midler, America, and Huey Lewis. Did we see Bette Midler live? <laughs> Um, to starting stars of that time, including Destiny's Child, P. Diddy, The Goo Goo Dolls, Train, Backstreet Boys, Usher, Pink, and NSYNC. What? God, we were, we were cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, how she got tickets. Oh, yeah, she bought tickets off of Craigslist, didn't she? It was like back, or like some... Some back-ass... Yeah, back... Uh, no, it was off eBay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't we had to get... meet in like the Macy's garage at, at Montgomery Mall. Mall. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't get scammed for that shit. Mm-hmm. It was like 600 but She spent a lot of money on She this. did. She did. She spent a lot of money for any concert that we went to. Uh-huh. That was... I feel like it was different then, though, than it is now. Like... Depend... Well, I guess it depends. Like, so... I I was going to go see Jason Mraz in Columbus in 2019. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be $300 a ticket. Mm. For behind a pole seat. <laughs> but then, like... The floor, I think, maxed out at, like, maybe 600, 700, something like that. But then, like, Harry's Biles, for instance, it's, like, $1,200 for a floor seat. What? Yeah. I've never paid that much money for a concert. I can't imagine. No. Like, way up at the top, it's, like, 300 Like, going to see, when I went to, when I paid for Flogging Molly at the Fillmore, I think it was, like, 90 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, I was right up front. Do you know concert tickets, if, like, con- you know, conversion rate, blah, blah, blah. Um, we could, like, fly to Paris, <laughs> go to a concert there, stay there, and fly home for the cost of, the, like, the same cost. I'm telling you, that's why, apparently, people see the, a lot of shows, people see shows internationally. Mm-hmm. Which I'm thinking I'm, once, once everything's post-COVID, yeah. I'm probably going to start doing that, because... Fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I'm done with the amount of bullshit, bullshittery in America. Mm-hmm. You should leave with me. Sorry, what did you say? I said you should leave with me. Where are you going? Scandinavian country. Iceland? Yes, that's where, that's, that's ideal, but cost of living versus what my job would pay there is not great. I know. Matt's job would pay pays really well there. Mine does not. Mine pays well anywhere. So. Go ahead. <laughs> so. Jesus Christ. This whole podcast is a fucking sham because Mandy has an ulterior motive. Go ahead, little buddy. Okay, you know what? Go ahead. I was closed-minded. And it took me... Being open-minded and realizing, you know what? I've been forcibly making myself miss out on shit. Oh, my God. That's, like, fucking enjoyable. I've been de- depriving myself of fucking free serotonin. You sound that like... That just floats around the internet. I, first off, time out. I agree with what you're saying. 
right now mm-hmm. because I know what you're about, but I know what you're about to say. Mm-hmm. And I don't disagree with you on the topic you're about to say it on, but what you're saying makes you sound like a cultist. It makes you sound like you're trying to sell a cult. Whatever. It makes you sound like it you're does. about to it be does. like. I, I, I'll give you that. All it you does. Have to do I'm is, not wrong though. All you have to do is sell all your possessions <laughs> and move to Utah. That's all you have to do. No, to Iceland. Just all you have to do is <laughs> the cult of twinsies is um, now accepting applications, and all you have to do is move to Iceland with us. Uh, anyway. Pay for us to move to Iceland, <laughs> yeah. and we can land or the we can actually lay there in the Northern Lights, mm-hmm. and we'll ascend See. to the Northern Lights, and live in the stars. Are you done? No. And <laughs> I just say no, I'm, I'm avoiding it. <laughs> yes, because it's torture. We're going to live in an Aurora. Okay. Anyways. Ugh. So. Just, because like I've been having an issue with this whole getting old thing. And then you fucking see like a celebrity that's like that all these like fucking young kids like. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to. No, they're, that, that's for fucking kids. Whatever. Like, I'm too old. I'm going to. So I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Stupid teeny bopper shit. Stop. Are you feeling misophonia? People are, like, triggered. Um, oh, my God. That cat is snoring so loud. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> Harry Styles. God. <laughs> so I think I, so I went back because there was a friend of mine that I had messaged about this whole thing when... I just, so the way I found out like about him beyond he's just some boy band guy from One Direction, whatever, um, was that he was trending on Twitter because he got a haircut. Mm. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. And then a friend of ours messaged me, and was, or we were talking about it, whatever, on this Facebook status I made about it. And she was like, no, but honestly, he's really fucking good. And I was like, yeah, okay. It's like Justin Timberlake shit. Like, I was picturing, like, Crimea River mm. era Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I've listened to some of the songs. I know right. they're decent. So we're going to do a oh meaning breakdown of one or two songs. <sighs> so. Do you want to do first album or second album? Oh, my God. First album came out in 2017. Second album was the end of 2019. I, I don't know. Which means he hasn't toured, like, anything for the second album. I really bad for him. I, Nile, too. I don't know. Um, okay, so we'll do the first one. I We'll go in, we'll go in some order, I guess. Um, so he's got, like, his big single, whatever, that was, like, the first one. Sign of the Times, I'm pretty sure you've heard it since. Play me a clip. Like the crescendo. The one that just has like three very large buildups at the end and never really comes back down. I just want to hear the parts that I know. Okay. Does that sound familiar? Yes. All right, next. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go to a different song, which I think is one of the best ones on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, as far If you're going lyrically. Okay. There are other ones that are like more fun, mm-hmm. but th- so this one is called "Ever Since New York." So after it's over, just let me know what you think it's about. You're gonna play the whole song. 
We'll get like the gist of it, you know, that kind of thing. It's not a long song. Okay, so what do you think that's about? Um, someone not knowing something? Really? I don't know. Someone missing something about their relationship? So what I like a lot that I've noticed um, is that his music, you can there's like always at least two ways to interpret it. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is really fucking cool. And it got me like kind of thinking about like English class and, you know, we always rolled our eyes at the fucking, you know what did the author mean by this kind of shit yeah like it's legit dude 
So, I mean, with that, to me, anyways, part of it, like, knowing the truth, whatever, but an alternate way you could, that, from what it actually is, seems like it could be, like, you know, like, you've had, like, a relationship that ended, and you're trying to figure out, like, how you can salvage it, and, you know. Yeah. Things like that. So, what it's actually about is he was in New York, and they found out that his stepfather had cancer. Yeah. And so then you look at it and it's like, you know, you're expecting a love song or some type of relationship song because that's super big. And it's just this incredibly vulnerable, like, he was like, you know, in such like a a low, desperate place, whatever, Mm -hmm. in his life. And it was just, it's very, uh, it's it's a meaningful song, you know, like when I found that out, like kind of took the song in a completely different direction from where I th- Yeah. You know? Okay. Um the other one I had seen like everyone kinda has their theory, whatever. But I had a conversation with Matt about it yesterday and I was like, what the fuck? Alright, so this one is from the second album. Mm-hmm. This is called Falling. Try to let me know, like, something that you think this is about at the end. Mandy, I don't have, like, specifics. Just just let me know what you, like, interpret from it. It sounds like he's in his bed. Thank you. She's not there. He's an alcoholic sleeping with somebody else. Forget what I said. It's not what I meant. know that song you said you cared and you missed me sorry too. matt called and it took a second there and i'm well aware i write too many songs about you and the coffee's out at the beachwood cafe
Oh, I should have showed you the video instead. Why? It's a really good video. No. Okay, so, I would assume someone who was with someone and got pushed to the point where they were broken up with and were trying to get back together with them. So, definitely one of the ways to interpret it, right? Yeah. Second way, like, I had seen as a comment, and then after I watched the video, it, like, smacked me in the face. And I was like, how did I not see this? Mm-hmm. So, it was, I feel like part of the song, but in the comment, they said, I feel like part of the song he's talking about depression. Sure. Like, not a relationship. Depression. And I can see being falling into depression again. Yeah. And so then when I watched the video... And in the video, it starts out, he's leaning against a wall, and he's soaking wet, like, Mm -hmm. panting, like he had been, like, he just, like, climbed out of a pool after, like, almost drowning. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then... It's, like, a lot of metaphor. Yeah. So, like, the song starts, and I don't think he's actually talking about anyone besides himself in the entire song. Hmm. Um... I think he's talking about, like, the happy public version that he has of himself. Mm-hmm. And then one that's, you know, dealing with struggles and shit. hmm And so, um, throughout the, you know, yep. throughout the song, like, you know, I'm well aware I write too many songs about you. Either, you know, the happy version of him is writing too many of these, like, depressing songs or the depressing depression side of him mm-hmm. is pretending to be happy for too many of these songs when he feels like shit and so throughout the video the room starts to fill with water mm-hmm. and as it goes on um it gets over it's over his head literally mm-hmm. so he's completely submerged but he's still seated at the piano playing mm-hmm. and towards the end he starts to float up towards the top mm-hmm. and then stops like he never actually surfaces like to breathe right and then gets pulled back down to the piano interesting so i took that as like you know he's been putting performance and you know writing you just all the aspects whatever of his job mm-hmm. above all things Mental including health. his his yeah living mm-hmm and I was just like shook, dude. Like mm-hmm. you, you think of well, certain songs about one thing, and then all of a sudden, just comes out of nowhere, and it's like, oh wait, mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> but like the shit that I've been seeing, like okay, he's first of all, how cute is this? He's best friends with Stevie Nicks. Cute. 
she says that he is basically the love child between her and Mick Fleetwood. Mm-hmm. Um, she was one of the first people to hear his second album. And she said that she thinks it's his rumors. Did you know the album from Fleetwood Mac, Rumors? Mm-hmm. It was like a really right. good album. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just... People and like people will comment like they're like oh he's like a young Mick Jagger because he like looks kind of like a little Mick bit, Jagger, yeah. but and then he has like some of the mannerisms like during the more upbeat songs and shit. Mm-hmm. But I mean I feel like we're gonna be hearing about him mm-hmm. like we hear about people like Mick Jagger or, or like David Bowie, or I can see that. you know like I feel like this is like he's like a new like legend in the making maybe because like everyone that fucking works with him is like okay well first of all he's amazing Mm -hmm. like just his personality he's a ray of fucking sunshine and it just like i don't know hopefully people can like chill out and like let him live his life and shit and not destroy a good thing like Mm -hmm. with britney yeah (sighs) because you haven't watched it yet, but the documentary is intense. Is it? It's very intense. And then because of that, I'm like all pop culture today. I know. <laughs> because of the this documentary. Is our celebrity edition. Yes. The the documentary, you know, the, that we're talking about is Framing Britney on Hulu. Um, the New York Times did a like expose kind of thing on her conservatorship and everything that's going on there. But because of her situation being looked at, now people are looking at the treatment of everybody that had to deal with that shit. Not necessarily conservatorships, but just like celebrity culture in general, like Lindsay Lohan Mm -hmm. and the you know way that she was dragged constantly during her wild phase. Um, And there was this video that came up when she was on Letterman, and oh my god, the fucking cringe. What? Like it was right before from she was him or from her from him. Yeah, it was right before she was going into rehab, and he was like, "How many times have you been to rehab now?" You know, like mm-hmm. just just so fucking demeaning. He's like, "What are you going for?" And she's like, "This wasn't like we didn't talk about this in the pre-interview." Like, yeah, just completely broke that wall that of trust. like, yeah. Well, I mean, like the the wall of like you know this is supposed to be a natural conversation kind of thing, mm-hmm. and. Just flat out said, like, no, we didn't talk about this in the pre-interview. Like, this is, you can't be mean about it. And, like, at one point she starts to, like, tear up. Yeah. And no one did anything because it was Lindsay Lohan in the, you know, in the The 2000s. The aughts. The aughts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, Jesus. Yeah. Like. And they're there for our public consumption. So, you know, why, why wouldn't we just drag them through the mud? Because um, if you're a celebrity, that's what you're signing up for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not that you have a passion for something or that you're doing something because you love it and you just happen to get the public eye for it. Yeah. You're there for public consumption. Well, one of the things that I had seen um, was an interview that had happened with um, the Harry's stepdad that wound up dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had said, you know, he auditioned for the X Factor and basically never came home again. Yeah. Like, it's like once that happened, 
I'm sure. You know, like, and that's part of why I think why they got that contract too, because people were like, they were camping out at the X Factor. Like nobody does that to see some like to see a band. Yeah. Nobody does that for like those kind of shows and shit. Mm-hmm. And so it was like from that, like they didn't even get to finish the show before they got like fame thrown into that. Yeah. It's like, Jesus. I'm like, oh, God. Somebody made this fucking video. I got so mad. <laughs> it was like a point, of, like, you know, the POV videos, whatever, on TikTok. And it was like, this girl was like, her mom was talking to her or whatever. And she was like, oh, you listened to Harry Styles, right? And she was like, oh, yeah, because you just died. Mm. Or something like that. And I was like, could we fucking not while he's 27, please? Yeah. Like, he just turned, could we fucking not? Fucking 27 club, man. Did you, you know, or can I just make it a point? I was thinking, because you just got me, sorry, my chain of thought, you'll you'll see what happened. All right. You just had me thinking about 27 Club. Yeah. Just watched. Heath Ledger? Is that where we're going? No. Oh, okay. Just watched um, <laughs> the new Bill and Ted movie. Yeah. With, they play with Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, 27. That's gotcha. what happened. Okay. okay. Who had Kid Cudi in it? Mm-hmm. What happened... After you stopped harassing me about Kid Cudi. Then you started to like Then I started liking it. <laughs> Why? What happens when I'm, you... Because I'm annoying as fuck. Yes. What happens when no. you harass me about music, Mandy? I just, like, I do this, I don't... You start harassing me. I don't me. know if this is, like, an ADD thing or whatever. It, it but is. But, like, it's like you hyperfixate on a certain artist when you find a... I hyperfixate too, but I don't do it to the uh. point where I push someone until I don't want to... They don't want to hear me talking about it. Yeah, I know. Because when you start doing that, I automatically, like, don't want to listen. Because I do like some of Harry Styles' music. I liked it before you started telling me about it. Why don't you talk about your own music, then? Because I have a variety of, a wide variety of interests. Yes, so do I. Because I don't have one specific artist that I, like, hyperfixate on. You just said you do it, too, though. Yeah, but there's no one right now that I'm hyperfixated on. I mean, I went through that, like, last year was the last time I really did it, and that's when I kind of discovered Misfits, when I went to go see them in Philly, and it was fucking awesome, and he moved, that's why he's closer, he's closer, that's why you hear him more. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> um, and I figured, I found out, I, I mean, fucking Dropkick Murphys, they were huge back in the 90s, and I just now discovered them. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How did, really? Yeah. That's weird. Like, going through Hot Topic in, like, the early 2000s and seeing their shirts around my birthday. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> you know? But yeah. now I'm just now discovering their music and I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really good. But I, I don't ask me about shipping up to Austin. I don't like that song. <laughs> my favorite song. I don't like it. I don't like that <laughs> song. My favorite song is Rose Tattoo. That's my favorite song. And it's it resonates with me. <laughs> it does. Jesus, we're gonna be able to hear him on the recording. Maybe if anybody, He's if you guys so hear loud. it, it's uh, you should play that song for me since I hear have we played your music. But um, if you hear any asthma in the background, it's just Obi. <laughs> he's on the floor. He's not on the bed today. So if it's if it's loud, it's because he's really asthmatic. <laughs> Is it a long song? Five minutes. Oh, uh, we don't have to play the whole thing. Okay. You just tell me when to stop. It just means a lot to me. Listen to the words. 
See the lyrics for the next row. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> and that's. Yeah. God. And so that. That's a. Emotion. I know. <laughs> and it's like, it's first, it sounds like just some, like, hard punk song and that's what I thought Dropkick Mercuries was at first but then you start hearing some of these lyrics that they come up with yeah and it's like the reasons behind my tattoos are the same thing you know like I wanted to get the do you know we have a family crest because we do uh huh I wanted to get the family crest on my other leg <laughs> <laughs> um and it's like the the song is about you know with mm-hmm. your you're talking about his dad and it's like Who's one of the most important people in our lives? Our dad and yeah, nanny and you know. So <sighs> I get it. I definitely get why you like that one. Yeah. So that's like my favorite song by them, and I kind of hyper fixated on it for a while. <laughs> um, but seeing that, and honestly, that I didn't really even give a shit about them in up until I saw the concert in person, mm-hmm. and you know, I saw that, and I was kind of 
drinking far too much that night. Mm-hmm. But some, somehow that song got through my drunken stupor. <laughs> and I kind of just, it kind of smacked me in the face. And I sat there like totally shocked still in a stadium full of people. That's really cool. And it just like hit me in the face. <laughs> so, yeah, that was good. But then, you know, Misfits was really good too. And there's like, um, there's a really quick song. It's like two minutes. Look up Where Eagles Dare. And you'll, I think, I mean, I hope you'll like it. But that's, like, my favorite Misfits song. And that will be my last. Since you did, too, I'll do, too. But that's one of my, uh, one of my favorites. I just picture the flannel. Fun. It, it is. It's just, I mean, you mean a song with a good bass line, and I'm gonna like it regardless, right? to be honest. Right? Ugh. Like, Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet? My God. I yes. love that song specifically because of the bass line. Mm-hmm. Like, that song will never fucking get old. Yeah, anything that slaps like that. <laughs> You're welcome. Did I use that right? Slaps. Jesus. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to. I'm just an elder millennial mm-hmm. here, trying to. Have you been thinking about that all week? <laughs> that you're an elder millennial. I'm so. I was so offended. <laughs> Anytime I see someone call me an elder millennial, I get really offended. Mm-hmm. I um posted a TikTok this morning. I, I think saw. You liked, oh yeah, you liked it, didn't you? Yes, with your center part. That's how I woke up. I know you <laughs> could tell. <laughs> yeah. They can take my side part and my skinny jeans and my cold dead hands. I don't care. I'm okay with the laughing emoji. 
I'm I'm okay with I that. I use my laughing my laugh crying emoji. But I used I used like a skull or like a tombstone in the same way though. So I'm okay with that. If the laughing emoji has to go, I can live. No. No one's going to dictate to me what's cool. If if they delete the emoji, I they're, will live. They're not going to delete it. God, ain't nobody going to tell me <laughs> that I can't wear my Do you Do not make me pr- go through mom's house and find those magazines from the 90s and find those middle part pictures. It's bad. Dude, the zigzag part's coming back. I saw. I was like... I was an expert at that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I was a fucking expert. I will bring back that zigzag part on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Think I won't. I will bring back a hybrid. Mm-hmm. It'll make it better and stronger. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. On that note. Yeah, on that note. We're going to go have an existential crisis. You guys have a good... <laughs> You guys have a lovely rest of your weekend. I'm going to go shopping to make myself feel better about myself. And let my cat snore in peace. Please. I'm going to go pick up a friend whose car just died. Oh, yeah. She needs to get a ride home. That sounds fun. I was like, as long as you don't mind my car being a literal trash can. (laughs) (laughs) It's so gross. Oh, oh, can I do one thing? Since you did a medical, you started with the medical thing, we'll close with the medical thing. Oh, God. What? That I don't have the fucking COVID antibodies. Oh, yeah. Mandy, <laughs> Mandy, who was quarantined forever because she had the Rona, didn't. didn't. I got a false positive. God. I don't have the antibodies. I don't think you would. Right? I went to go, like, do the blood work for it, and the woman walks in, she goes, Oh, did you forget to bring your veins today? <laughs> I never had them say it like that before because my veins are absolute shit. But that was hilarious. She got jokes. She did this one. Uh huh. And she got blood from this. And then it just stopped. It wasn't enough. And then it was like. (laughs) It was like. It did. It sputtered. Like there was air going into the. I was like, what? Huh? It was like. It was so gross. No, it was like. Like it fizzled out. It was so gross. It so, was dust. It was, yeah, basically. And then she went into this one, and she's poking around. Like, this one, it hurt when she was on this side. It's like, bro, were um, you not, are, you, are you dehydrated? No, my veins just suck. They roll. She goes, you have the veins of a very old woman. <laughs> I was like, thanks. My mom made them for me. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> but it took the third try. The the PA got it. Oh, they, the, they the loved. Little, the little trooper. Right here, my little my little elbow vein. They loved it's mine. The only one. Although it's this arm, like so. When I donate, I when I donate blood, I'm always like, "You want this arm?" And I they sat me in the other chair, mm-hmm. and they they're like, "We're gonna go in this arm." I'm like, "No, there's no vein. Like you can't see it in this yeah. arm. Even even like before I lo- got my pre-COVID fat back, <laughs> I gained <laughs> weight back. This arm is the one. Look at that. Look yeah. at that big healthy mama jamma, dude. Yeah, basically, even on me, that vein specifically, well, it's kind of blown right now, but, like, I was like, that's your go-to, that's where you're going to want to be, but it's scar tissue. Right. Because that's the only one that's ever worked for me. that's Old Faithful right there. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch erupts like a... (laughs) 
like clockwork. Ugh. You wanna you wanna go into that bad boy every time. I'm like, I don't care if you're you gonna put me in a different chair, set me on that side of the room, put me in the other arm mm-hmm. because you're not gonna get anything. Mm-hmm. She's, like, really she's like, she's like, so they put they put three tourniquets on my arm, and I'm like, Jesus. they're like squeeze the ball, and this vein <laughs> is like popping out of my arm. It's literally like three feet off the ground, and there's nothing coming up here. I'm like, look, nothing. <laughs> Go to the other arm because this one is like, hi, I'm Popeye. How are yeah, you? Basically. And mm. okay. Anyway, bye guys. <laughs> On that note, bye guys. Go donate blood. Go donate blood. I'm sure they probably need it in Texas. They need it everywhere, dude. Uh, the whole country, the whole Midwest. Yeah. Just uh, just donate blood. Just be a good person. Yeah. Oh, um, can I? Uh, <sighs> Texas. I'm sorry. Can I just really quick? Fuck Ted Cruz. Um. F- yes. Absolutely. Fuck Ted. Uh, Fuck Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Ted Cruz, save Snowball. Um, also, um, John, also John Cornyn and um, all of their governors after Ann Richards. Um, but basically, if you oh my god, are, you have such- if you are a left lean, if you are left of center, and you find yourself saying whatever Texas voted red, you're just as bad as Trump. Just saying, I yeah, people don't deserve to fucking freeze to death in their houses. Because they voted for and Trump. And I don't care who they are. Because their state voted yeah. for Trump. I don't care who they are. No one deserves to freeze to death in their own home. Yep. So, just wanted to say that really quick because I've seen it all over the place from left-leaning people. I'm not going to see Democrats because... But, like... Because we hate... I mean, I'm not a fan of yeah, Democrats I'm not, either. I'm not a Democrat. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, right. yeah. Fuck those people and... Um, just go do, yeah. speak do something. People. Do something to help somebody. Can, can we use the Harry Styles ter- the thing there? Treat people with kindness. There we go. Treat people with kindness. How about Tina? She's gay. <laughs> Tina, she's, she's gay. gay. On Tina, that note, Tina says she loves you. Okay, bye guys. <laughs> bye.